Hey, TRB fans, for the best in Star Wars accessories and jewelry, head to jewelrybrands.shop for items spanning the entire Star Wars galaxy from the Mandalorian to the Skywalker Saga and beyond. I'm wearing a Grogu pin myself right now. Their items are top of the line, best stuff you can get out there. And make sure you use code TRB at checkout to get 10% off your order. Jewelrybrands.shop, the best in Star Wars accessories and jewelry. Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're down one here <laughs> in the TRB base. Sadly, I have to report that James Bainey is in Disney World, that son of a gun. Can you believe it? <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I was like, let's not make this depressing. <laughs> no, Lacey's here, though. What's up? I am. That's all that matters. That's all that matters? That's all that matters. Correct. Okay, just clarifying. <laughs> See you around, kids. Lacey, <laughs> it's all you tonight. No. Um, yeah, so we, we, we still have a good show today, though. Yeah, James is down repping us in Batu um, with uh, some porgs, apparently, right, Lacey? Yeah, we'll get to that later. All right. Um, so, yeah, before we get into the news, uh, I saw that uh, Daisy Ridley was interviewed, and uh, for the rest of her life, Star Wars will come up. Yep. And she said that she recently had lunch with Kathleen Kennedy, so that's very nice. That's lovely. Do you think they talked about her coming back? I know that was the thing. Like some of the guys in uh, the news chat were like, "You think we should report on this?" I'm like, "There's really nothing to report." They probably just caught up and got some lunch, and I'm sure there was maybe a little talks of like oh so what are your guys plans for the you know future and stuff and i'm sure they touched on something but i don't think it was one of those like let's meet so we can negotiate oh no you know, i feel next. like it's a it was a feeler lunch though i feel like it was one of those like hey how's it going what's it would you ever want to come back maybe like you can't have really? a conversation. you think it was planned i think on kathleen's part not on daisy's part i think kathleen probably met with her and then talked with her about star wars you know that conversation came up where it was like so like looking back on your experience how was it because she did talk with john yeah you know oh right last year yeah, yeah. who's who's who initiates that com that that lunch plan you think it's kathleen kennedy absolutely Daisy Ridley's not initiating like, that. Like Daisy, um, I have to head to England for to check on how Andor's doing. Do you want to meet up for some lunch? That's exactly what happened. I bet. Yeah. A little post production Andor. She's like, let's go to, to a what's your favorite cafe? Take me, you know, let's go somewhere. Where get you know you know anywhere quiet where we won't get recognized? Right. And then she sends she sends her her sister, her twin sister. Her twin. And Kathy Kennedy twins? actually watches they're twins. Oh, I yeah. thought it was her younger sister. Connie and Kathleen. Oh, I thought you meant Daisy's twin. No, 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 no. Kathleen Kennedy. Oh. So I think she sent her twin for the lunch and then Kathleen Kennedy was spying from the roof with binoculars and like a like James Bond earpiece. Why, would she, why to... would she send her twin and spy? I haven't figured that part out yet. <laughs> what would be the point of that when she could just hear the information directly from Daisy? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but anyway, I don't think I mean, people are going to make a lot out of this. I don't think there's too much to it. She did say that she texts with Jodie Comer. Her uh, mom. Every so often. Her mom, her her space mom, who uh, doesn't have a name yet. After everything uh, that fans went through to say who Ray's mom was. They can finally there you go. say. So they're still Ray's texting. But like, hello, mom. <laughs> uh... And then she said she also obviously keeps in touch with John Boyega, but said he's very busy. But she didn't mention Oscar, which I found interesting. Nor there, Adam Driver. Well, Adam's kind of like very busy as well. But I feel like John and her are very close in age, so it's a little different than her and Oscar. Oscar is what? Late 30s, early 40s? 
He's around 40, 41. So yeah. it's just like an age thing. Like they're at different p- points in their life. He has kids, I believe, and he's married. And, yeah. You know, it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. How about Adam Driver really stretching out his wings and, and doing a movie where he swings a sword and the first two words of the movie are the last. And he's a bad oh, guy. On, yeah. Come on, dude. What are you doing? We've already seen this. Come on. Although it does look good. He looks really look evil good. in that, though. Yeah, yeah. Although I'm not sure I buy, like, I love Ben Affleck, you know that, but he has, like, blonde hair in this. He's a mullet. And then, yeah, and then, no, no, Matt Damon has the mullet. Oh, Matt Damon has the mullet. That's yeah. Right. So, and, and seeing Matt Damon in this type of period piece is weird to me. Right. Like, he doesn't fit. Yeah. It is weird. I don't know. He's better on Mars, I think. Um, did you see that movie? Matt Mars, Damon. The Martian? No. Yeah. He had gross potatoes for two and a half hours. So I just saved you two and a half hours of your life. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So we got some news to get into. Uh, so let's hop into the resistance report. It's the resistance. All right, Lacey. First story, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Kumail Nanjiani. Did I say that right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, he's talking about his role in the series and fans to this point, we've had no knowledge of how big his role was going to be or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he peppered in, you know, some details. Uh, he didn't give away too much, but he had some lengthy quotes and maybe we could like pick this apart a little bit, have some yeah. fun speculating. He said he has a substantial role and he said he got the role by all of his agents calling him. It was a way different than any other thing he's done before. Usually it's one of them. I didn't know people had multiple agents. I always just assumed they had one agent. I wonder if he means like, that means his publicist, his manager, his like Management all the whole team. team. And he, yeah. he referred to it as my agents. But uh, he said uh, he, was, he would have been said yes anyway. So I guess he was a big Star Wars fan mm-hmm. as a kid. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I always love hearing that part of it. But then, uh, you know, he's, you know, I can read one of his quotes here, uh, which is probably the most interesting, where he said, I had this moment. I'd heard Ewan was super nice. And that's always good to hear, too. And then we got to know each other a little bit, just hanging out and talking. Then there was this weird moment where I'm talking to Ewan and they yell action and he'd start talking to me. And I was like, oh, I'm talking to Obi-Wan right now. This is not Ewan McGregor. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi I'm talking to. My character is supposed to be a little intimidated by him, and I was a little bit intimidated myself. You know, it's effing Obi-Wan. What are you going to do? So I, I said effing, because <laughs> we try to keep it PG around here. So, um, I don't know, like, my, my initial thoughts on this are, it seems like Ewan McGregor is as big of a star even to people who we consider stars. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something that... Maybe we haven't really remembered about him uh, that he just carries this presence, uh, especially when he goes back into this type of role. It, it he's a legacy Star Wars actor now. You know, when when he came around the first time, it was you know the Holy Trinity. You know, uh, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford. He's a part of that now, right? You know, he's been Obi Wan for a very long time. And I guess being back on set, and he's probably in such a good mood doing it with all the new director, the new technology, and all that stuff. Um, but in terms of uh, in terms of his character, Kumail Nanjiani, who's also in a Marvel movie coming out, he's in Eternals. He's just collecting the uh, a, what is it? That's the movie he got all jacked for, right? Yeah, Eternals? He's like collecting the Thanos glove of fr- franchises. The the nerd the nerd glove. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got they got to uh, bring him back for um, uh, your Hunger Games when they bring that back and and what X Men or whatever Star else Trek do. DC. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Right. Not Transformers. Come on. I, l- I don't know why everyone hates on them. I liked the first Transformers with the Shia LaBeouf. I did, I did like the first one, but they've made like six. They have. You know what yes. I mean? It's, it's, that's how I feel about the Pirates movies. Like, they were all made well, but the only one I really liked for the story was the first one. Oh, Pirates is so Curse good. Curse of Black Pearl. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, he, there's some parts of this I'm like, ah, whatever. He, you know, every time they ask an actor about the volume, I'm like, oh. You know, it's the same. It's the same answer over and over again. But, you know, him saying this is a type of character that's familiar to Star Wars, but we haven't seen it quite like this. That's very interesting to me. But what do you think that means? My takeaway alien. 
I don't know. You know, there's the rumors about, you know, Inquisitors and, you know, there's rumors about maybe there's other Jedi. He's got to be a good guy, though, because he says that he's like in a space with a desk and like like that's one of the other quotes is he talks about working with the volume and how he's funny you said that, though, like (laughs) because when I when he said desk, you know who I thought of? I thought of Werner Herzog's role in The Mandalorian behind his little desk. Yeah, that's true. You're totally right. That's a good so what, point. I didn't even think. What if of. he's he could be playing like a crime guy? He could be playing uh, uh, an imperial officer of some kind. That, that that's the thing. Like when I proofed this, I think I may have added a little snippet about. I walked away from this interview with more questions than answers. And I agree. That's kind of cool to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he 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 gave us information, but he also launched 10 more questions at us and i kind of that's how i kind of like when i when they interview these actors because i don't want to know everything especially plot stuff I'm, i don't like plot spoilers that much like creatures and this is popping up we may go to this planet fine but when mm-hmm. it comes to like plot stories uh i, I like to be kind of mm-hmm. fresh for the most part um so how'd you how'd you feel right. coming out of it did you feel like you you connected some dots or did you feel a little more like wow now i don't even know what to think i feel like I, I'm in the same boat as you. It, to me, it sounded like he was a good guy only because he said he was intimidated by Obi-Wan, which I feel like bad guys aren't intimidated very much until like it gets yeah. to the point where they're like, oh, I'm going to die oh. now. Um, okay. But That's interesting. I loved him talking about Ewan. Obviously, we all know Ewan is nice. He's just like got that like kind of energy around him that you're like, this guy can't be a bad person. And if you ever found out that like yeah. he ended up being like a scumbag, you'd be like so shattered. Like, I would be personally offended if I heard that yeah. about you, McGregor. Well, remember, was... uh, one of our listeners, Scott Gibson, said he met him... Uh, in a coffee not, shop. Like, and, yeah, because when you meet someone at a convention, they have to be... On. Nice. Yes. If you meet him in a coffee shop, you can get any version of that person. Like, maybe his car just got hit. Maybe he just lost his wallet. Like, who knows what's going on in his life? And he said he was a really, really nice guy. So that's oh, like a that. double confirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so I that's love very it. cool. Uh, and he's just, you know obviously super excited to be a part of the project i was most interested in when he, he was describing about the volume about being behind a desk and then you're like in star wars and how he said that like he's in a space where you see ships flying and aliens walking around and all that yeah. kind of stuff because i feel like that's something that the tv shows have done better i feel than the sequel trilogy is incorporating more creatures and aliens in the background that's fair so that when you're that's looking fair. around you can watch an episode multiple times and still pick up little things in the background and i think that's due to uh you know john favreau and dave filoni loving those moments like filoni loves yeah. adding those little details so i i'm super pumped to see what comes of this but man this guy's having a year <laughs> he's having, yeah he is yeah. having a year he is and you know i i'll go back and i'm not going to change my tune on the whole like actors talking about the volume thing but one thing that is always interesting about it Mm -hmm. is when they don't know what's real and what's fake and these are like seasoned actors at this point and they can't even tell and they're right near it that just shows you how amazing that technology is i mean i love that ewan was like those walls were real yeah ewan was like you know this is not real like i love how he's a seasoned person now (laughs) even though this is the first time he's worked with it too like he's like oh no like obviously this is not real like i love that he's like being like kind of the dad where he's like oh this is how it goes yeah (laughs) right i feel like you know in that episode of the office when michael wants to play with the bailer and daryl's like no you can't play with the but pudge gets to play play with it it. you mean madge yeah oh i thought your name was pudge madge that is one of my favorite (laughs) jokes in the office yeah i forgot about that i forgot about that <laughs> but i feel like that's like how i could picture like ewan wanting to go up to the vx vfx guys be like can i hit the button with the room They're right like, no yeah you, you can't touch this he's like but i'm obi-wan come on he's like no you can't touch that so he's like camille come over here that's all fake look at over there. that's all fake right i just now. love that that's the case that- and you know he like gives tours to new people and like he's like totally all about it and he feels so knowledgeable yes! i love that yeah, because you remember like all those behind the scenes videos of that the amazing Phantom Menace documentary and and st- the Attack of the Clones stuff. Like he was having so much fun rolling around on those yes. mats where there's just green screen everywhere. Now he's in the environment and he's already a big Star Wars fan as it is. It's probably he, fe- he probably feels like it's a playground. Mm-hmm. Which kind you know, K- Kumail said he went to Galaxy's Edge and he felt like he was like I feel like I'm at work. Which is he crazy. felt like he was on set. Yes, 
that is and that's also a testament to galaxy's edge too you know mm-hmm. so which i haven't um, which been you yet and I haven't thanks gone, a lot james which J- <laughs> james is literally there right now he's been there like milk mustache he's been there like six he's probably like james is probably like i'm so sick of galaxy's edge man like it's like <laughs> when, jerk when you love pizza so much but you eat so much and you're like i'm never eating pizza again that's where james is right now for galaxy's edge. i don't he's think like, so I'm... though he loves it so much like every time we ever talk about it he's like it's the best thing ever <laughs> you know what's you know what's gonna suck though mm-hmm. we miss you james but when we go, he's going to be like, I'm the expert of the three of us at Galaxy's Edge. You I know, just, all I ask, stuff. and this isn't directed at James, just anybody that ends up walking into Galaxy's Edge with me, which, you know, listeners might be there, Patreon members might mm-hmm. be there. Like, let me just take it in first before you point stuff out to me. Like, let me experience it on my own, because there's nothing to me that's more kind of like, ugh. Then, like, you're experiencing something for the first time and someone doesn't give you those first few minutes to kind of take it all in before they're like, did you see this? Did you see that? Did you see this? Which I don't think James will do, but I just... No. I I hope whoever I'm with gives me those, you know, lets me cry for 10 minutes and then we move on. I don't... Yeah, I don't... I, I have this weird fear that because I know so much about it and I've heard so many people's experiences about it that when I walk in, I'm not going to feel anything. No, totally different because... When I went to Harry Potter World the first time, I had seen pictures and videos and stuff. It's different when you're standing in there. And, right. you know, we talked to Clayton when it wasn't even open yet. And he said he cried. So I, I believe him. I believe that it's a very emotional, like, kind of moment to see the Falcon. I'm, I'm excited. I am, too. Um, sorry, I had to turn my Wi-Fi off on my phone. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, there's not much else to this story. I do like the fact that he, you know, this is a, a, a substantial role as he puts it. So we know that he did give a know, lot of fans info. of this. Yeah. Yeah. F- so fans of him, uh, are, aren't going to get one of those like, oh, he was only in one episode for five minutes. Like, oh, you know, so we should expect to see him in multiple episodes, which is very cool. Um, and we know this series is it. It's six episodes, uh, I joked about, oh, watch, they're going to tease a second. I don't think so. I think this is uh, kind of its... One and done. It's, you know, one one and done sort of thing. Yeah. But is there anything else from this that uh, you wanted to point out? Um, you didn't, you didn't, I didn't really uh, get your thoughts on how he got the gig. I know you usually like those stories and stuff like that. Oh, uh, not really. I mean, his is pretty straightforward. It's interesting that he didn't have to audition for anything. They just offered it to him. But I feel like that's happening more that's and more. That's cool. Jeez. Especially with these uh, Star Wars shows. I mean, you hear about The Mandalorian where uh, Giancarlo Esposito, the role was written for him. So, like, it's crazy to think someone has that kind of influence on a director or a writer that they're like, oh, this is the person I'm thinking of, so we should ask them. And who's going to say no to Star yeah. Wars? I want to I know someone that said no recently to Star Wars because I don't think there is one. Yeah, that's true. Maybe Leo DiCaprio. I said recently. What if they asked him recently? I don't think they asked him recently. <laughs> I don't think that happened. Would you want to see Leo in Star Wars? I don't think so. I think I he's got a certain look or face that like I wouldn't be able to see past that it's him. That's fair. And that's right. not like saying he's not a good actor. It's just certain people when you see them, like Ryan Reynolds. Every time I see Ryan Reynolds, I just see Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I, well, also, I feel like Ryan Reynolds plays Ryan Reynolds in a lot of movies. Oh, my movies God, too. it's the same you know thing I mean? over and over again at this yeah. point, which is good for him. Yeah. Get paid, dude, but... It, it's definitely good for his wallet, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, so uh, you, you want to move on to the next story? Yeah. You anything else you want to... Okay, so next we have Star Wars Visions director Kenji Kamiyama confirms the ninth Jedi is... He thought of it as a pilot episode, which means he had other things in mind for it going forward. Uh, And he also said that he could see it making for a good feature film. Uh, I know this was one of your favorites. Yes. Um, Your your favorite was the twins, as far as I remember. Yeah, this one Uh, and the twins were equal pretty much. Okay, so take you know you 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 read his comments about that, Mm -hmm. um, and obviously this. As of now, and I know there's been people wondering about this, but as of now, it's a non-canon thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, would Star... You think Star Wars would make a feature... Non-canon feature film? Uh, 
do you not think that so so what are your takes on his comments and what are your takes on the ideas that he's trying to manifest as we've as we've heard is is a new word that is being used quite often now. Yeah, it kind of depends how you look at what they currently have cuz I mean if you look at the Lego stuff they've already made two feature length non-canon stories. So, could yeah. they? Yes. Will they? I don't know. I I I feel like this is a weird uh, position to be in because he is included in that season one envisions and they've already said that they would love to do a season two so i could see him doing you know an additional story that carries on this but i it feels like such a waste that's such a good story that i know you liked this too john that yeah. it was such a good story and it put it off in such a good place that you're like i want more of it uh to know that he has a full story written you're like i'm missing out I'm not getting the whole story here. And you just want to know yeah. more about, you know, Kara and all the different Jedi and, and what's going to happen and like, will they save her dad and stuff like that. So it, it feels like a waste that it's like on a laptop or in a notebook somewhere and it's never going to be seen again. Um, so I hope that they continue it in season two, but I don't know if they'd ever do a full length feature. I would watch it, but I don't know if there's, you know, a call for it from Star Wars fans. Okay, yeah. I'm kind of in that boat, too. This was the one story where I remember at the end of it, I was like, wait, there's not, there isn't another. Like, I'm not going to watch right. where they go right. now. So that that was the one where I didn't feel like it had the finality to it. Uh, and I could see there certainly being a continuation. Um, I mean, I think we all agree that uh, Visions probably comes back and they do another round. Absolutely. Um, now, now, do they bend and make continuations to some and do, you know, it's not all or nothing. They can continue some of them. I, th- I can see them do doing Ronin. Half new ones. Yeah, right. Right. So they could do that. Um, and, you know, his track record, uh, Kamiyama, he, he does do a lot of uh continuing series type of anime stuff so he's used to uh sequels so to speak mm-hmm. in that world mm-hmm. um and also just side note i just saw in his uh resume upcoming he's doing the lord of the rings the war of rohirrim 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 is an upcoming anime fantasy film based on the novel lord of the rings rohan so that r o h i r r i m I think it's Rohan, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I, well, anyway, I'm really he, bad at reading Lord our... of the Rings words. Like I'm already bad at names as it is. Lord of the Rings is like a whole nother. <laughs> but he's do- he's doing an anime Lord of the Rings movie. I love that this is being brought up when James isn't here. A Lord of the Rings anime movie. Yeah, James is somewhere like. Well, I mean, nah. the... okay. Oh, I wanted to bring that up. Damn. <laughs> I need new notes, new talking points. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think it's cool. I don't know if this is one of those things. I agree with you. I don't think this is going to be one of those things where you go to the theater and you're going to see this non-canon Star Wars animated movie or something like Maybe that. Maybe on Disney Plus. Um, that's the only chance it kind of has at this point. Yeah. And, and people seem to think that they're not going to do movies on Disney Plus. I think for something like this, they could. Yes. Um, I, I think Star Wars wants to keep their big time blockbusters on on the big screen. I think you and I both agree with that, at least. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to, um, you know, if they did a, a 90 minute anime movie, uh, to continue the story of the ninth Jedi and put it right on Disney plus and, you know, it doesn't have to be Canon. And, you know, that's, that's the whole thing. Some people are saying like, they got to make this stuff Canon. It's so good. I think I, I like that. It's a break and a reprieve from the chaos and the, the con the constrictions of, of Canon and stuff like that. So I hope they keep it where it is mm-hmm. so they can live there. And these authors don't have to all of a sudden start getting into the, uh, these writers have to start getting involved with the story group. And, and then it just becomes another Star Wars mess. Uh, not the Star Wars is a mess, but to connect all the dots and the continuity and stuff, leave it where it is in terms of non-canon. It still doesn't mean you can't enjoy it just as much, right? So people love right. the original Thrawn trilogy just as much as they do the new one. So uh, canon shmanon as far as visions goes, um, but I'd be down to see a continuation of that story. So. If uh, he's trying to manifest that, uh, I'd be in full support of uh, and happy to see that happening. Me too, 100%. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, our next story we have. The War of the Bounty Hunters is over. The comic book series uh, put out its last issue. Uh, we had a review on StarWarsNewsNet.com by Darby, I believe, wrote that one. Uh, and he gave a fair review. He didn't love it. Um, but it does put a conclusion, at least to a part of this story, mm -hmm. which is continuing on in Crimson Rain, which is going to be really focused on Kira. And that's starting uh, in November, I believe. So picking up right after this. This issue uh, had some big bits in terms of Leia finally finding out from Lando that Han and Kira were a thing. Um, Imagine if Han's Kira... witnessing Lando telling her this. He's like, don't well doesn't remember that 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 joke i made about how imagine if when they when leia unfroze han and she goes he goes who are you and she goes someone who yeah. loves you and he goes kira yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's kind of in that territory now because uh kira is now in this era and uh leia finds out and it's not one of those things where um, I mean, Han is fully in love with Leia at this point. So right. um, they just finally said, you know, well, he didn't say it. She said the big words to him. I love you. So he's he locked in now. He's locked into Leia as much as he, as he is locked into that car. I mean, everybody has but, past relationships and that's just. Yeah, that sure, sure. Yeah. yeah and, and, and but the one thing I guess that's interesting here, too, is that we've seen a difference side of kira mm -hmm. where she's very cold and harsh about han solo and almost like doesn't care if he dies when she's speaking to the masses to to showcase who she is right right as uh like the leader of crimson dawn but she bends a little here and it seems like she um wants to see that he gets back to his people so to speak mm -hmm. so what what's your take on that do you like knowing that there's still some sort of softness there from kira or were you really full in on the holy cow she's now a crime lord thing no, I mean, I'm not surprised that she still has feelings for Han because there's something about like young love or like your first relationship that always kind of sticks with you. And I think that goes for everybody. Mm. But uh, it makes her more human. You know, she is human at the end of the day. So to have her have feelings for Han, it kind of creates this like really interesting, dramatic tension between the three of them, which everybody loves a love triangle. I don't care what anybody says. Everyone does. Um, yeah. this is not surprising to me though, because we learned that the whole thermal detonator thing that Leia does in Return of the Jedi is in reference to what Han told her about Kira. So I mm -hmm. don't know how this works because it's a little confusing now because John Kasdan said where that's where that came from, but yet she's finding out here and he's still in the kryptonite. So there's a yeah. little bit of a crossing of storytelling here that's a little confusing, but I'm sure yeah. they can figure it out. Um, but I always knew that she was going to find out because that's why. And they talk about it kind of in that little, um, what's the shorts? The for, uh, Forces of Destiny short where she dresses, she gets the suit for to go save Han. It's kind of like right. that stuff. So right. it is a little confusing, but overall I think uh, it is interesting that... Han, Han doesn't even know what he's gonna have to deal with once he gets out of the carbonite. But I love that Lando tells her, and then Chewie's, you know, picture in this comic is like, like you can hear the curb your enthusiasm music, like right. playing when he's just like, uh, I don't know what to say into this. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also in this issue, you have the Knights of Ren. Um, yep. which, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, um, one of them who hasn't, uh, met the, the heights of Ren. He's a little guy <laughs> oh, over on the left there. Um, see what I did there? Yes, I see it. Got it. All right. Thank you. Uh, and Bo Boba Fett. Why is he not again? wearing a shirt? That's, I, I want to know why he's not wearing a shirt. I mean, if I had those abs and those pecs, I wouldn't wear a shirt. <laughs> Don't you think it's really vulnerable, though, to not have a shirt on when you're like going into battle and stuff? It just seems yeah. like a little bit of an oversight that you're like, you know what? I'm not wearing a shirt. <laughs> well, some some brave some brave souls are going to cosplay as that at Celebration in May, and we'll see if they pull it off or not. But, a lot of people um, probably could. Not me. Yeah, and it... it <laughs> Not me. Maybe, well, maybe I'll start taking steroids like Kumail and uh, just get absolutely shredded. 
Okay, he didn't take steroids. Let's not start rumors. They all take steroids. I'm not p- picking him out. Hugh Jackman took steroids to be Wolverine. Tom Hardy definitely took steroids to be Bane. Okay. Come on. Okay. He's a little man. All right. Uh, but yeah, Boba Fett, you know, still in the mix here, uh, wants his payment. Um, and they're moving on to the next one, which is really going to be Kira focused. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious do we get the the real truth like You're do we get Kira-rous. inside her head Kira- all right Kira-rous. okay all right all right okay <laughs> flicking the jab trying things out i like that You're welcome um do we get inside her psyche and really understand what she thinks like do we have those uh reflective moments where she's by herself sort of like they do with the vader stuff sometimes do we get to see if she's has regrets and, yes. and anything like that she's gonna that, have flashbacks that, too i bet so that so that'll be interesting. I think that'll be and usually the second part. This is supposed to be a trilogy, so to speak. Usually the second part's the more provocative, more interesting twists and turns about the, the characters. So we'll see what that comic series brings, which is coming out very soon. Right. Uh, Crimson Rain, and then um, that's that. So uh, a couple other quick stories, Lacey. Um, one that piggybacks right off of that. I don't think it's officially announced yet, mm-hmm. but many are reporting that the third in this run the third series is going to be called the hidden empire and that will round out the war of the bounty hunters comic trilogy now i don't believe there's been they're saying you know charles soul is doing it but i as far as i know correct me if i'm wrong i don't think any of the official sites or accounts of star wars have re- talked about this just yet no it's just been rumored right? uh we know that charles soul has said that he's doing a trilogy i think is the only thing that's been confirmed by him but they haven't okay. confirmed this yet but man has charles soul been busy <laughs> yeah jeez, he's uh writing away doing the books doing the comics doing everything so mm-hmm. good for him mm-hmm. um charles come hang on trb man let's talk um <laughs> All right, so the, the the title, Lacey, The Hidden Empire, if that's accurate, let's assume it is. Okay. If it's accurate, The Hidden Empire, do you think this is planting the seeds for a sort of Crimson Dawn being the new big bad in, like, bigger media for Star Wars? Or what, what do you think? I don't know, because we haven't really seen what happened in Crimson Rain yet, so it's hard to say yeah. what happens after that. But I don't know what that, the that term empire, d- empire is very deliberate using that term. I feel like using the word empire. Yeah, I, I think it's got to be probably I'm hoping that the hidden empire means like kind of like the syndicate war, like to see what's going on with all the different syndicates, especially because it's going into mm-hmm. uh, Return of the Jedi because it's still during that time period. But yeah, I don't know if it means Crimson Dawn specifically is the empire because the previous set is called Rain. So why would you go rain and then into empire unless she just takes over all the other syndicates? Yeah, that's true. Which could be a possibility. Uh, it, yeah, it could be. Um, I'm trying to read up on what they're speculating about this third run here. I mean, they don't have much to yeah. go off of except that the next section is about Kira and her syndicate. Right. Yeah. Um Yes, it's it's going to be interesting. And that's, that's you know, since the second run, Crimson Rain's coming out for fall into December, this one's going to be marked for 2022. Right. Uh, I wonder wonder if they try to wait and do it around Celebration and maybe do exclusive covers for Celebration, you know, that, that whole thing that they usually do. I love that, like, every time something comes out, we're like, probably going to do it around Celebration. Probably. Probably. <laughs> around, and then they're not going to. It's all going to be like, oh, this is in June. This is in February. No, I think there um, is going to be at least some type of tease or something going at Celebration. I think, yeah. you know, at first I was really disappointed that Celebration got delayed, but there's just so much stuff coming out next year, guys. We talked about this in an episode a couple months ago of, like, how, or a couple weeks, I guess. Uh, what is time? Uh that 2022 is going to be like the biggest year yet. And we've said that <laughs> multiple times and I couldn't agree more. And I think that this is just playing into that, whether it be from comics to books to uh, different content like TV and film. I think we're just going to get so much information of what's to come. Yeah, it's it, it's curious if this series sort of puts a stamp on time between Empire and Jedi. Right. Or if they're they're going to expand more because it's only, I believe, a year between the two films. 
So not as much breathing room to work with than between, you know, the prequels and the original trilogy or the end of Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Uh, it's a, it's a, you know, it's Last Jedi to Rise of, of Skywalker. It's a year. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, because I believe A New Hope to Empire, they said, is like two or three years. Yep. Although in the movie, it, if you watch the movies, it seems like it wasn't very long, but, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they say. Uh, so they were able to do more comics in that three-year gap. Right. Uh, whereas in this one, it's definitely a little more tight to fit stuff in. So we'll see what happens. But I'm just curious to see more about what they do with Kira here. And and if that gives us any sort of hope about, let's see how she got here. The whole, you know, makes a little too happen thing. Like, are we going to see Amelia back in that era before? And what kind of flashbacks uh, are we about? getting? Because that might hint too yeah. to what either... A time period during that make solo two happen period, uh, or yeah. are we gonna see like childhood stuff? Because I think right. if we're seeing childhood things, then that leaves it kind of open that they're not touching that time period that could potentially be a continuation of solo. Um, that's my mm-hmm. only concern. It's because I don't want to see that story in a comic. I I want to see it on screen. No, oh, yeah, you gotta get yeah, you gotta get Alden and Jonas back in the mix for sure. Right. Um. Um. Yeah, that would break my heart too. But, um, I yeah, I don't know. That this other thing is a possibility too. Do you think there's any chance? I don't know if they need to age her up or what. Of Amelia Clark being in the book of Boba Fett. You know what's funny? I I feel like someone from. Patreon asked us this question or a, a listener asked us this question a couple weeks ago of do did we or people were just talking about do you think she'll show up because they make the hint to syndicates or underground crime stuff in the description of yeah. what book of Boba Fett is. Yeah, I'm not the first to suggest. I think a lot of people have been buzzing about yeah, yeah, that yeah, because yeah. of these comics and the time frame. Yeah. 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 I I don't know. Look, if she shows up, I'm going to love it. But at the same time, there's going to be a little nagging thing at the back of my head that I'm going to be like, OK, but what does this mean? Because right. uh, the only hope I would have is that she shows up, people lose it. People get so pumped to see her again that they're like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's let's go back to what to see how she got to said point. Um, I but I mean, cool. anything could happen in Book of Boba Fett at this point. Um, but I, I don't know if she'll show up. Maybe they might reference her. Yeah, it's, I mean, it also depends on, is the book of Boba Fett going to be just one season? Because then you have to limit how far you branch out with characters and that sort right. of thing. Right, Um So I feel yeah, like book of Boba Fett is only one season. First. You think so? You think it's just the stopgap between two and three for Mando? Yeah, because they have so many other series that they're looking to do from Ahsoka to, uh, you know, Acolyte. I feel like book of Boba Fett is Lando. playing into, yeah, is playing into the next season of Mando. All right. And with that said, uh, Carl Weathers, um, in, in timely fashion on Twitter, confirmed Mando season three has started filming. Which surprises and... me that he admitted that, because I feel like, yeah. per usual, Lucasfilm is very secretive, which I get. Uh, you know, Marvel's secretive, too. Everyone is. Uh, but for him to just blatantly be like, tomorrow we're filming, and everyone's like, okay, let's go <laughs> stake out where they're filming. Yeah. I mean, usually it's been... John Favreau doing that and he'll tweet like a, an image of a creature that they worked on or, or a mask something. yeah yeah droid. yeah so this time it was Carl Weathers and maybe they were like Carl you know people, fans seem to love you online we, why don't you let it rip and you you let them know that it's official because he had been in previous uh interviews I think in August he's like yeah well I think we're starting up next month so it, it's not like a one of those shocking oh my god yeah, i think you know, it's a, it. he said it and asked for forgiveness like he was like eh oh you think he did it and he wasn't supposed to not that he wasn't that. supposed to that he did it not thinking it was a big deal uh yeah that's fair i mean he's he's carl weathers i know no one's gonna be mad at him he, he's 72 years old like legend yeah think he you think he cares no nah. i wouldn't care if i was him I feel like I wouldn't either. Yeah. Tweeting this. But Grief Car Grief Carga back uh and he's directing an episode which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um we'll see if Jeans guy makes another appearance oh, this time. Oh, Jeans guy. <laughs> but th- here's the here's the thing though. So as we are recording this or as as this airs, 
uh, we might be entering that uh, union strike. Right, which is supposed um, to start all... today. Yeah, so, you know, there's no, there's been rumors and stuff that it is going to affect Mandalorian. Uh, we can't say that for certain until they say something. The rumor is 90 but... days already, right? They're already putting stuff on hold for 90 days. Yeah. Pending what's That's... what's going to happen. Yeah, and you know, people, you know, we're not here. I don't know enough about the industry to even give any sort of take on that. So I just hope everyone works everything out and it works for the better for everybody. And I actually that, have uh, some information dis- on the strike if you want to understand oh, cool. what's happening. Yeah. So what's yeah. happening is originally when the contracts between the producers and this group, uh, which are like camera operators, makeup people, etc. Uh, were made it was before netflix and disney plus and all these things were a big deal it it wasn't treated the same way that they treat television because it didn't expand and grow in the way that it is now where most people are watching things as television like you don't have cable you have Mm. netflix and all that stuff yeah so those protections that they have in place for television aren't being turned over for streaming on demand Mm. so they're looking to renegotiate and my understanding is that the producers don't want to because they've already gotten a certain kind of contract in place um which part of that feeds into you know wellness and time and right now i believe they work 14 hour days and then they get 10 hours off and they're asking for more they're like 10 hours isn't enough to turn around a day um so they're just looking Mm. for more time and stuff like that but that's my understanding is a lot of the contracts that were made were before streaming is what it is now so they're looking to renegotiate and producers are saying no so that's why they're striking and and yeah well that makes sense so i appreciate you bringing that here um and then also you know people i think tend to assume just because it's this industry that everyone makes a lot of money and that's not the case correct a lot of these people don't make a lot of money so um, you know, if it, 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 it's selfish of us to be like, but you know, oh, we want Armando though. And it's like, yeah, I feel that too. Trust me. But they I, are supported know, by directors. Wanna... Spielberg supports it. A bunch of people support yeah, it. Right. Um, the only people that don't currently are producers. So <laughs> it's just right. trying to and, renegotiate. And I think it's okay to say, oh man, I'm so bummed out if, you know, this show might not happen now or this show's going to be delayed and stuff, but also be like, I understand, you know, I, I totally understand these people fighting for, for at least, you know, decency and, and that sort of yep. thing. So yep. um, it, it's okay to feel both those feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like some people feel like, oh, I, you know, I, how dare I wish my show came back? It's like, no, you can, but also understand that this is happening. Right. And um, you want so, everybody well, to get what they, the value of their yeah, work and their work. Absolutely. And everything like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyone who has a job like would be lying if they said that they didn't believe in that. Right. So um, I, I just hope they work it out. And, you know, it just comes down to if Disney who's been taking it on the chin as it is, wants these shows out so they can keep making their money and keep being a powerhouse in this streaming. It, that's it. It might be this, this poker game between these streaming services too. Like which one of them is going to be like, no, 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 we're, you know, we're going to pay our people and get this done. Because the, they're all jockeying for position here. Disney Plus. Right, right. Netflix. All of them. If Disney wants to get right the ship here, write the checks. Like, come on. Figure it out. Get it done. And get your shows made. Uh, and that's really all I'm going to say on that. But, but yeah, it might be starting all... today. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And hopefully, like you say, it, it works out and everybody is better off. But I totally uh, 100% support them striking because I think people should be paid what they're owed. Yeah. And I don't think that, you know, working 14 hour days back to back to back to back and not getting time to recuperate and be with your family. No one operates well that way. <laughs> I don't care who you are. No, so, it, it, yeah, that that's not why we were put on this earth to do that for by any stretch. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Um, all right, now we have two more quick ones here. Uh, Disney and Lucasfilm announced Bring Home the Bounty merchandise campaign. Mm-hmm. Sounds a little similar to the Mando code, but... Um, <laughs> Imagine they saw that and they were like, that's a good idea, we're going to do that next year. <laughs> well, because they go, every week we're going to reveal. I'm like, every week? No, it, it is it is, it is, it is, it is different. Who won last year? John Reesey. John Reesey, how's it going? How's all your stuff? 
He's a, he's a killer, that guy, John. He's a killer. Um, so, so Lacey, you're, you're big on the merch. This looks like just some sort of campaign to uh, get people talking about it. Bring Home the Bounty. It looks like it'd be a nice little hashtag. Uh, put out some new merch every week, focusing on different characters and different mm-hmm, eras of Star mm-hmm. Wars and stuff in a 12-week span. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the holiday's coming up. It's a no-brainer for people to buy this stuff up. Uh, so, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, this? Any takeaways? Any anything stands out to you uh, as far as what they've said so far? So this was interesting as an announcement because they just did it. They didn't give us any like kind of press releases <laughs> or anything. They were just like, "Hey, it's on Good Morning America. We put a sand crawler in Times Square and look at this stuff." Uh, they haven't really <laughs> right. they haven't really announced anything that new yet. Like nothing that you're like, "Oh mm. man, I didn't even think of this." But, um. This to me doesn't surprise me because last year and the beginning of this year, Hasbro definitely announced that they made their money of the year within the Mandalorian time period, putting out Mandalorian specific toys, uh, the Razorcrest HasLab. They basically, the most money the company made by brand was with Star Wars. And they were really well off last year because of Star Wars. So it doesn't surprise Mm -hmm. me that they're doing the weekly thing again. I think it's a good idea. Um, I'm interested to see what kind of stuff they end up announcing. If it's like, you know, Shop Disney on one day and and Funko on another day. But it's not surprising. The interesting thing here, though, which I'm sure many people know, is that there are kind of shipping supply chain issues that are going on all over the world especially outside of los angeles so it's interesting to see how that's going to affect the toy industry and the toy companies like hasbro um because i know toy insider did a big report on it about how the supply chains are going to mess up christmas (laughs) like you're not you can order your toys now but you're going to be wrapping a picture of it because you're not going to get it until may um yeah so i'm interested to see what this merchandise campaign will be if it's going to be all pre-orders or they're actually going to get stuff in stores because from my understanding as someone that loves to collect things that's been kind of looking into this stuff it's not looking good for things to be in stock by christmas so my suggestion to people is definitely order ahead buy stuff now and kind of I'm a big planner. We all know this. I've been Christmas shopping already and putting stuff aside just because I'm like, at least I'll have something. Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. So you're buying your baby gifts already? I, no, not really because the baby's not going to be, she's only going to be a month old. So she's not going to, yeah, oh, I know. She's not going to be know. able to open, no, but like stuff for my family and friends. Yeah, I've been setting stuff aside already. Wow. Very good for you. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know what sucks though? These supply chains, they're gonna they're gonna blame this on Santa Claus. And that's just not fair, in my opinion. Oh, poor Santa. I don't think that's fair at all. Yeah, Santa went really with the pre order this year. He pre ordered everything for you. Uh Okay, good. <laughs> good. Yeah, because honestly the guy works hard and he doesn't deserve it. So that's all I'm gonna say about that. Santa might be in all a right. shipping container himself off the coast of California. We aren't sure at this <laughs> point. Might. We aren't. We can't confirm that. <laughs> Uh, all right, Lacey, the last one, Star Wars Kids YouTube channel uh, launches animated shorts titled Galaxy of Creatures. They like using galaxy. They like using the word galaxy a lot. I find myself using that when I do social stuff that I'm like, our favorite galaxy far, far away, our galaxy of this. Or, I think it's one of those like the force is strong with blank. Right. <laughs> it's either it's either force or galaxy because yes. you had forces of destiny, galaxy of adventures, galaxy of creatures, galaxy's edge. Uh, and we know how often they use the force. So it's either they're like, all right, how many times have we used the force recently? All right, throw galaxy on that one. <laughs> they're like, the numbers, they have a, they have a, calculating they have a, numbers. They have a wheel and it's just like, <laughs> throw a dart. And whether it hits force or galaxy, they're like, that's what that thing's going to be called. It's probably a coin toss. All right, so, so Heads, galaxy, tails, fo- force. Right. The four art. Right, so the force of creatures. Yes. Uh, no, galaxy the galaxy of creatures. Of creatures. <laughs> Um, so there were two shorts, one about Banthas, uh, not needing to go to the dentist and the other one about Porgs, uh, being trained like puppies, which, so, have, which failed. He failed to train. Them. Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. And the one Porg took off like a rocket. So <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if that was Gary or not, but we can't confirm. But what, <laughs> what did you think of these? I, I'll admit, I'll, I'll say these didn't do, I know they're not, I'm not the target audience. I get that. 
I could see my son. He likes to play with the iPad sometimes, go to YouTube for kids and pop this on and, and watch it. He watches things like especially short things 10 times in a row. He'll, keep, he'll take the dial, bring it back to the beginning. Watch What's it his again. favorite right watch now? It again. Uh, he likes it's so weird. He likes these videos of people playing with dinosaur toys. Oh, yeah. You had so, said he likes dinosaurs. Yeah. And there's these there's this new phenomenon of grown adults playing with toys like robin williams and, and mrs Dalfire. exactly like that and kids they admit like we're doing it wrong we should be doing that we should do a <laughs> video of you and me playing with toys and we'll probably start getting a lot more views on our youtube channel that's subscribe like the, anyway youtube.com so star wars a video that's like the blind bag thing was a big thing i don't know if it still is but it definitely was a couple years ago like people buy blind bags they don't even show themselves they just show their hands oh. and they open up all the blind bags like kids love that yeah yep yeah. yeah. it's it's crazy but the you know these you know they didn't do it for me uh <laughs> but um you know they are they are cute and stuff like that so uh any thoughts on uh these these shorts i loved them but i guess i have the uh immaturity of a child <laughs> I don't, uh, no <laughs> do not confuse me not liking them for being mature because i am certainly not uh, i thought they were adorable and cute and uh you know just the art was really well done on them i loved the animation style they were like very cutesy and kind of reminded me of like yeah the little books that they put out the the golden little golden oh yeah yeah Um, yeah but yeah so the funny thing is the porg one made me laugh a little bit but it made me laugh because i didn't know that a group of porgs is called a murder uh that made me laugh at the end and i know that john we talked about this off air that you're like oh well the thing of crows is called a murder but it's funnier when it's porgs to me because they're like so cutesy um and then i finally broke down guys and i asked matt martin a canon question <laughs> and i asked about because at the end it says that their home world is octo so i said well you know clearly this robot is on batu he talks about being on batu which is an interesting tie-in there for the galaxy's edge thing uh and i said you know does that mean that ray and chewy brought these porgs there because there's a ton of porgs on Batu. Yeah. And Matt responded and he said, yep, they're an invasive species. So it reminded me of like those Asian lady beetles and all these other things that are in America that you like, like stink bugs that you hate. Like that's what you got to call animal control. That's what porgs are to Batu. They're they're just taking over. And I love that Ray and Chewie just threw off a whole ecosystem because Chewie was like, they're so cute. I'm going to take them with me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to eat them anymore. Um, On the Bantha one. Yeah. I loved that Bantha hygiene is now canon. Yes. They're very, they're, they're really pressing that. They're very into that right now. The bath, Um, the toothbrush, which one of my favorite shots in Mandalorian season two is them brushing the teeth of the Bantha. That was cool. That was very cool. Yeah. That was very old school Star Wars mm-hmm, to me, but mm-hmm. or or Jim Henson style. But, yeah. Uh, the the porgs I noticed like they're not sentient, but because it's a cartoon, they try to make them have like little personalities. And there were some sassy faces on some of those porgs. Yes. Did One of them got that? annoyed. Getting like they were furrowing their brows at the droid and stuff. Thought that was funny. Um. So but so yeah. I mean, these aren't for me, so I get that. But I also understand the value in them, and I I think my son is gonna love them. And uh, even if if grown adults like them, that's cool too. Uh, I think it's you know for everyone to enjoy. It's definitely for kids. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Have some fun. Yeah. YouTube uh, Star Wars Kids. Yeah. There you go. All right. So that's it for all the news. Uh, we have a pod race. Uh, with a debut. So Lacey. Mm-hmm. Why don't you take us to the Patreon Padres? All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon Padres. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe on YouTube, ring that bell for notifications. Follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. But if you want more from us, including weekly content, mailings, uh live streams and much more you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast starting at just two dollars a month that's it two dollars uh you get to enjoy all the content interact with us and the rest of the trb community as well as support what we're doing here and what we have for the rest of this year and into next year as well which we've already said is going to be the biggest year ever 
Um, so this is part of the show where we let our generals and spice runners jump in and let us know what they think about something within Star Wars. Before we do that, I'm going to thank our generals and spice runners. So first, thank you to our generals, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Hass, Joe, Re- Joe, Re- Joe Ricci, Joe Ricci, uh, Darth Hurricane, John Trollton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, uh, Joey Mayfield Stewart, who's new, welcome, Nathan Shank, who's also back, welcome, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much. I'm going to take a breath here. <sighs> Thank you. And then we have our Spice Runners. Thank you, David Provis, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Horneck, Micah Harrison, and Thomas Hennessy. Thank you guys so much for your support. It means a lot Thank to us. Thank you all. So this week we have a debut of General Jetta Rosewater. Jetta! Jetta! <laughs> Who's been a part Woo-hoo! of our community for a while now. We love her. Uh, we asked her, what is your favorite memory or experience seeing a Star Wars movie on the big screen and why? So Jetta, take it away. When seeing Star Wars, released in 77, 1977, my parents took me to the local drive-in theater that night. As soon as the letter Star Wars came on screen, my mind was in, in mode plaster to listen to the story the music the plot the characters and the special effects it just drew me in and as a child is like give me the feet uh, give me all you can give me in the story loved it that's all for today guys thanks Nice job, Jetta. You were awesome, as I knew you would be. We all knew that. Uh, John, what did you think of her answer? Jealous. Uh, I think that is so cool that she had an opportunity as a little kid and her parents had the wherewithal to know that. And maybe they didn't know, but it wound up being that way, mm-hmm. that this is going to be some kind of big thing. Because when Star Wars came out, I think it it didn't at first, but it grew with buzz and stuff like that. She went right. to a drive-in theater to see the very first Star Wars. That's I've never been to a drive-in. And she remember- Have you been to a drive-in? <sighs> I, don't I want to go to one. There's one locally in New England that I want to go to, but I just haven't had the chance. All right, I don't want to steal Jetta Thunder here, but did you know? Well, we'll talk about this after the pod race, actually. Remind <laughs> okay. me. Um, so, Jetta, you remember seeing Star Wars at a drive-in as a kid, and when the the yellow words come up, you said it sucked you into a galaxy far, far away, and I think that's amazing. And the fact that you lost yourself in the story, and you were saying, "Give me more of this," not even knowing that there was going to be more. Uh, just like you are a testament to why it did carry on. And I thought you did a great job giving your answer. Uh, fantastic debut on the pod race. Thanks for all of your support as always, Jetta. You're one of those fans that I always like uh, seeing pop up in the chat because you always have something cool or nice or friendly or fun to say. And you tag me in those otter posts, which always put a smile on my face on Twitter. So uh, thank you, Jetta. You did a great job and I look forward to your next one and I'll see you in the chats and uh, on our Admiral General call soon too. Yeah, Jetta's the best. She's also a Kylo fan, so she posts me in all these like really awesome Kylo art pieces. So I am thankful ah, for that. Nice. Uh, Jetta, I'm really jealous of your answer because I've never been yeah. to a drive-in, and I wish I have been. So that's on my bucket list, I guess. Um, but to see Star Wars at a drive-in is like a whole nother level, and the fact that you remember that is so wonderful because I my memory of Star Wars is definitely watching it at home, and I can only imagine how like truly magical it is to be seeing it on a big screen when you're so little um but yeah you're awesome thank you for your answer and your support uh and now john and i are just gonna head into the end of the show i guess i'm gonna chill <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah so i didn't want to bring this up because it's a bit of a tangent okay. from jetta's padres but it's similar because there's this image that i don't know if we ever talked about this but there's an image going around online where people uh we're watching jaws while floating in the water at night oh i've seen that no nope. 
You wouldn't do that? No, absolutely not. See, here's the thing. Because they obviously didn't do it in the ocean. Are you kidding? You I'm crazy. I would like... Um, I'm the person that watches a scary movie that makes no sense that it would ever happen to you. And I'll lay, lie awake all night hearing things and thinking someone's in my house. Did, all right. So you wouldn't do no. that? No. So we're not doing that. Okay. Um, thought that would be fun. Oh, did you want to do that? Is that where you were going with that? Well, I don't know. The, the last... I think they did that in Texas. I don't know if they do that around here, but I think that'd be interesting. Uh... Especially, you know, get a couple of beer, couple couple of couple of uh, beers like Quint has the Narragansett or whatever, and uh, and have some fun. I'll but, be in a lawn chair um, on on the on the shore. All right, well that's fun. <laughs> I have I ever told you I've never seen Jaws. I've only seen uh, that is insanity. I've, that is insanity. I've only seen obviously the zoom shot, which is like the famous shot that everybody loves, like the dolly zoom. The dolly zoom, yeah. yeah. Which they showed me in college because they're like filmmaking. Uh, it's a beautiful shot. But the only other shot I've seen of Jaws is my uh, grandma loved movies. That's kind of how I've gotten into movies and how I always uh, really enjoyed them. And she also was like the biggest Harrison Ford fan. So that I feel like that rubbed off on me as well. Um, but <laughs> she was watching us one day and threw on Jaws thinking that like we wouldn't watch it because we were like pretty little. Um, but all I remember from Jaws is the scene where they go underwater and there's a head. <laughs> yeah. So there is a head. That it, ruined yeah. my water experience for a while. Like I refused to go in the ocean. And my parents didn't know. Yeah. Well now they know. That was that was one of the <laughs> earlier uh jump scares in yes. cinema. Yes. Um, so they, that they jump scare really happened. Blare the music and, yes. Yeah. And uh I right. hated the ocean. You gotta see Jaws though. You have to see Jaws. It is unbelievable. It's so good. I'm the funny thing is like I there are certain movies that I've just never seen that I don't know if I'm ever going to see. <laughs> I can go through are a whole list. Are you not a Spielberg fan? No, I like Spielberg movies. I've seen like E.T. and... Oh, okay. No, because you were late on Indiana Jones too. So I'm just curious. Um... That surprises me even now, like to admit that I was late on that because that's definitely a movie that like I should have enjoyed early on. I just never got into it. But yeah, I've never seen sure. all of Goodfellas. I've never seen The Godfather. I've never seen Jaws. I've never seen... I just saw Shawshank Redemption last year, which I felt was built up a lot <laughs> for me, and it didn't deliver. Yeah, a lot of people put it in like their top fives. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, I see what you're saying there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it's interesting how they do these sorts of things with drive-ins and these new like environment type things. Like I, I was supposed to go see Star Wars with the orchestra and that got canceled because of COVID. So I would still like to see that. Um, Celebration cool always does screenings. The live orchestra yeah but not with a live orchestra i know but i'm saying like celebration usually does nightly screenings so i really want to oh yeah i haven't ever gone to one because because i've had other stuff going on but i would love well, we to go get, to one we should get as many people as we can to go watch solo if they do solo i know that would be fun that'd be a lot of fun that'd be a lot of fun yeah all right so um i feel like i had something else i wanted to say but i forget that i'm the best and that's why this show's so good i know that's definitely that's definitely not it <laughs> that wasn't it <laughs> are you sure i thought it was a food-based thing i don't remember oh oh well, whatever oh with the taco challenge we... we have to now do that everybody wants us to do it that yeah i mean that wasn't what i was thinking of but it sounds like there's definitely some buzz growing and people want to get involved and uh we'll have to figure out maybe we should live stream it and everybody at home should also get their own tacos and then we'll see we'll take we may yeah we may have to what if we yeah i don't know it's gonna be we'll have to figure it out we'll have to do something for sure and before everybody um, judges almost, me because i got a lot of judgy like oh my god you eat taco bell yes <laughs> yes i do yeah i eat crappy yeah, stuff I, all the time yeah taco bell rules it's all about no, like judge managing it so like i'll eat salad the rest of the week and then i'll have one day where i go crazy at taco bell like yeah i'm still I a like, good person I like <laughs> I, I like nice restaurants with filet mignon. Well, steak and is my favorite uh, food, but. Lobster tail. But you know what? I also like to smash some Taco Bell. Okay. <laughs> and you have to deal with that. Okay. People got really judgy figure out how to deal with that. They're like, what? I was like, all right. All I thought right. you meant, I thought you meant, I, I thought you meant they were going to judge you because you said you could only do four. 
You know what's funny? Some people were kind of like, only four? You're lying. And I was like, well, I'm converting (laughs) from Crunchwrap Supreme to tacos. And then, you know what? If if there's a challenge, I get super competitive. I'll probably eat many more just for the sake of being competitive. But when you think about it as like, what would I normally eat? Four to me seems normal. Like even James, when we were talking, looking back at that episode was like, four? Like... (laughs) Well, well, what's funny about James is he, I think he knows the specifics and details of every value meal. Out there. He's a connoisseur so he's like, of fast food. Yeah, he, he's, he is. He's like, yes. the, the regular meal is three tacos. So you're only doing one more. And he always knows the newest item on menus. He's like, have you heard of this yes. new item? Yeah, yeah, he does. He should do a uh, blog or something. All right. James will be back uh, next Monday um, when he's back from Batu. Uh, doing some reconnaissance missions for the resistance so uh, <laughs> he, he he's so brave for us thanks james we miss you buddy uh you um that's a, yeah that's all we got here so uh real quick though you can give james a shout out on twitter at myra trunks and uh, on instagram as well but as i said he will be back next monday so let him know how much you missed him uh on this episode and and uh upcoming on thursday he won't be there either he's, he's still gonna be on vacation mm-hmm. but um thank you for uh everybody for listening watching being a part of trb uh make sure you're going to starwarsnewsnet.com every day for all of your star wars news reviews editorials information and more uh subscribe to the show on your preferred audio platforms too i know you're probably watching on youtube at youtube.com slash star wars news videos but we're on every podcast pl- uh, platform so just follow us there uh subscribe there whatever they do and if they have a rating system if you like us give us a five-star review or whatever the top one is we appreciate that very much uh you can find me on twitter at johnny hoey writing and editing at starwarsnewsnet.com and uh tomorrow on my movie podcast just like the movies we're putting out an episode on aladdin so i will promise not to curse on that episode um lacy how about you people can find me on twitter and instagram at lacy gillerin i also have an unboxing video up currently on the youtube page about this oh, right. new r2d2 kind of build your own thing from fanhome.com uh definitely check it out and let it's... me know if you want to see me build it because i have all the pieces so i want to know if pe- are you a good builder no so it, it'll be very interesting neither am i uh yeah but they make it really easy so it shouldn't be too bad uh also coming up soon i should have a Lacey's outpost i have a bunch of stuff that you guys have sent me i apologize it's taking a little while a lot of stuff's going on in my life right now but i will have something soon um so stay tuned for that yes and uh that is it did i also say that uh they can find me on star wars newsnet i didn't say that you did because you pointed at your shirt I told them to go there. I don't think they find me there. You can find me there too. All right. I need a Star Wars uh, Newsnet shirt. This was my I this is my first one. Uh from <laughs> years ago. It's like fading a bit, but there we have it. It's a relic. Oh, um, and then check right, out so we'll, we do have a new shirt on our store. New yes. Moon, no moon. Yes. New, no moon. Not new moon. No moon. Store store.resistancebroadcast.com. Uh it is officially called It's a Space Station. And it says no moon on the front and in all the O's is one of the, well, all the super weapons are represented there. So it's a pretty cool shirt. Check that out. Pick it up. We appreciate that. And of course, all of our other shirts, including Make Solo 2 Happen, TRB logos, all that good stuff, Mando Fancho, uh, all of it. Uh, But yeah, we'll be back on Thursday. So we hope you enjoy your weeks. Hope your Octobers are going well. Hope your Halloween plans are getting going here but we'll see you on thursday where we're uh, gonna get in discussion mode right here on the resistance broadcast we'll see you around kids <laughs>